G'day everybody and welcome to another episode of this marketing thing. Today I want to talk about something that I'm really passionate about. When I first saw these things I was like, oh, whoa, I've got to have one of these. Remember, but remember a couple of weeks ago when I spoke about the importance of building a list of leads and customers through like a lead magnet, so that could be an ebook, a book, a free report, some sort of gift card, anything that your dream customer found valuable and then give it to them. But what are the tactics behind that? How do you actually get people to give you their contact information or pull out their credit card to actually buy your products? That's what we're going to talk about today. See you guys on the other side. Hi, my name's Kyle Macker and I've been a pilot in the aviation industry for half my life. So you may be asking, why am I doing this marketing thing, right? Well, I'm so passionate about aviation, flying a big jet, it's just awesome, there's nothing like it. However, I realised that being a pilot is nothing what it used to be, especially during COVID. If I wanted to live the life of my dreams on my terms, I was going to have to teach myself a new skill. So three years ago, I started my marketing journey. I dove deep into the marketing world, I dug into the books, psychology, persuasion, anything that would help with a person saying yes to a product or service. I love it, however, I have a big problem. It's all theoretical knowledge and I have no hands-on experience and I still have so many questions. The biggest thing that I know is if we want our businesses to stand out in a noisy marketplace, we have to become better marketers. The best marketer will always win. So follow me on my journey and hopefully along the way it can help you spark up a few ideas that I've learned so you can implement in your business. So make sure you subscribe to my channel so you don't miss the latest episodes. And also if there's anything you want to know about, Get in touch with me at thismarketingthing.com. So let's get into it. So guys, what we're going to talk about today is sales funnels. Now, I'm really passionate about sales funnels. I think they're amazing things, if done right. When I first discovered sales funnels, I felt completely lost. I was stuck. I didn't know how to make my business work. I'd been selling on Amazon for a little while. I was spending more money on advertising than I was actually making. I felt completely lost. I didn't know which way to turn. So I got a mentor or a mentorship package from this company. And a part of that was a digital marketing training. And this event was a two-day event. And one of the guys that spoke just nailed home that we needed a sales funnel. He basically stood at the front of the room when he started his presentation and said, you need a funnel, you need a funnel, you need a funnel. And everyone sort of looked at each other and thought, this guy's off his head. What's he on about? I don't even know what a funnel is. What's he talking about? But then he went on to explain what a sales funnel is and how they can work in your business. Now, I believe that a business does need a sales funnel, but it's not the first thing that you need, especially if you're starting out in business. Just building a sales funnel is not the first thing to do. I'm gonna talk about some of the critical elements you need to have before you build a sales funnel. And then secondly, I just wanna answer some questions or just talk about sales funnels and some dispel maybe some of the myths that are getting around because there's a lot of noise in the marketplace at the moment about sales funnels. And I just want to help answer some of those questions and dispel some of those myths. And even giving you some hints and tips on good sales funnel best practices. So firstly, what is a sales funnel? 
Well, it's been called a lot of things from a sales process, which it is. It takes a customer from A to point B in a relatively straight line. There's no curvy, windy roads. It's just from point A to point B. We used to send people directly to websites and there'd be these all these links on the website and it took a windy road to get to them to the page you actually wanted them to do, which was buy a product. So a sales funnel has taken all that away and made the point from A to B. It's kind of like if you were going into a camping shop, you would go in and say, all right, I want to go camping. And the sales guy would go, right, okay, you need a sleeping bag. Yeah, absolutely need a sleeping bag. Okay, what else do you need? Oh, I need a tent. Yeah, of course I need a tent. What about cooking utensils for when you're out in the bush and you need to eat? Yeah, perfect, need cooking utensils. So it's a series of steps that goes through and sequences which you need next in the process. Now, that that's a, a, a proper sales funnel. Now, when I first got into sales funnels, I used to call them, it's a series of online steps which takes the customer on a journey. Now, that's kind of right. It's kind of true. But the core of a sales funnel, I believe, consists of two things. It's an offer and a sales message. Now, this is true even for an opt-in funnel where it just gathers email addresses because you have an offer, which will be a free report or some sort of lead magnet, and then some sort of messaging that goes with it. So that's the core of a sales funnel, a sales message and an offer. Now, I remember when I first discovered these things from that crazy guy at the front of the classroom saying, you need a funnel, you need a funnel, you need a funnel. But what made me fall in love with them was three probably distinct reasons for me. The the first reason was that a funnel is like an automatic salesman. And if we go back to the camping example where you rock up to a camping shop and the salesman walks you to the sleeping bags and the tents and then the cooking utensils if you would like to cook something. A sales funnel does that. Now, I'm talking about the online kind. Now, I'm choosing my words carefully here because you can have a sales process that is both online and offline. However, I'm just talking about the online kind. And a sales funnel online does that. Now, the second big reason that I really love sales funnels is because at the time I was selling on Amazon. Now, have you ever noticed when you buy a product on Amazon, it also has a box. Once you add it to cart, it comes up and it says, people also bought this. Now, I was like, I was frustrated with that box because I wanted my products to feature in that box when they bought my products. Because those products that come up in that box are of different sellers selling different products. It could be the same ones as yours, but I had no control over that. And it used to frustrate me because I could see on a certain program that I used to have, I was able to see what other products people were buying, but I couldn't, I had no control over what they saw in that box. Whereas with a sales funnel, you have complete control over who sees the next thing. So you can have a series of upsells or downsells depending on what product you're selling. So say for example, you're buying a flashlight. Now you buy a flashlight, what else do you need with it? So the upsell next, it might be a pouch. 
And then the next upsell might be a set of batteries. It's the next thing in the logical sequence, right? Whereas on Amazon, if you bought the flashlight, the pouch and the batteries would be sold by other sellers and you wouldn't see those sales. So that was really, really appealing to me. Now, the third and final thing, which I thought was brilliant, is that when people go to websites, there's only one page they can buy stuff on. That's the product page. The problem is there's so many other different links that people can get completely lost in the weeds or it takes them away from the thing you actually want them to do, which is buy a product. And the problem with that is the more choices you give someone when you're making a sale, the less likely they're going to convert. It's going to hurt your conversions. But with this sales funnel, there's only one or two things you can do, depending on what page you're on. On the first page, it's probably just opt-in. And if you don't opt-in, get off. Or the sales page, if you don't buy a product, get off. There's only one or two things you can do. It's as simple as that. Okay, so hopefully by this point you're going, oh, right, I need a funnel for my business. Now, that's great, but there's one big problem. Now, just remember what I said when it comes to a sales funnel. It's a sales message and an offer. Now, if firstly, the offer is the backbone of a sales funnel. If you don't have a clearly distinct, crystal clear problem that you're trying to solve with an offer that you've got, then a sales funnel is not going to work for you. People will get confused. It's just It just won't convert. Just trust me, it's not going to work. So you before you even just think of building a funnel, if you're a startup business, you have to have a clearly defined problem that you solve and an offer for that problem for a certain group of people. So in summary, you've got to have an offer. Now, having an offer only comes from knowing your who, who is your dream customer? And secondly, what problem are you solving for them with that offer? Okay, now you might be saying, yep, I've got an offer that solves a problem for my dream customer and I know them really well and that's great. Now you've got to come up with a sales message because remember I said that my definition of a sales funnel is an offer plus a sales message. So the sales message is the next part of the formula. Now this goes two ways here, and what I will say, it depends on the traffic temperature. The first way, is your traffic coming from a hot source, i.e., is it your list, or is it a particular set of Google AdWords that you're using to drive traffic that makes those people, or those people are very intent on buying it your product. Now hot traffic, remember, is they are they know they've got a problem and they know that you hold the solution to that problem. So with the sales message, you can pretty much get straight to the point because they already know who you are and they know that you hold the solution to their problem. So it's pretty much straight to the point. However, if you're using pattern interrupt ads say on Facebook, so someone's scrolling through their newsfeed, they click on your ad, and then they go to your landing page, the first part of your funnel. You're gonna have to do, you're gonna have to talk to these people a little bit differently. You can't just go straight to the point. 
because they don't know who you are. They know that they've got a problem and I would argue traffic that's coming from Facebook is warm traffic because they know that they have a problem and if you've done your targeting right, it'll be the right people that know they have the problem but they don't know that you hold the solution. So on your landing pages, and sorry, in your funnel, you're going to have to tell them stories or educate them more to get them to the point of buying your product or opting in. And just to re-emphasize this point at the risk of harping on, if you take away anything from this episode, take away this because a lot of people get this wrong. Your traffic temperature must match the sales message because if it doesn't, it's the equivalent of going up to someone in a bar and asking to go home with them straight away and you haven't even introduced yourself yet. It doesn't work. Or if it does, very small percentage of the time. So remember, get the traffic temperature right in your messaging. Okay, so now you've got to the point where you've got an offer and a sales message, right? You're ready to build the funnel. You're actually ready to build the thing, right? Now, there's a few other things you've got to do. If you, I would have some digital assets made by a graphic designer and pictures. So if you're giving away a free report, I would get a physical representation of that report. Now, I'm not going to go into this, this episode and talk about what you need to have where on landing pages and parts in a funnel. That would just be a monster and it would be almost impossible because you, it's going to vary from industry to industry, from traffic source to traffic source. What It's going to be different. But what I will say, it depends where your traffic source is coming from, to how long they are, what's included in them, what headlines are used where. Now, what you can do... now. Don't copy here. You can go and look at other people's funnels. Why did they put that thing there? Why did they put that there? Don't just go and blatantly copy the funnel like, all right, that color needs to go there. That picture's the same. I'll just use that picture and completely knock it off. That's not what I'm saying to do. I'm just saying, look at the backbone of the funnel. Why did they put that there? Where did you come from? What traffic? How did you get there? Did you come from an ad off Facebook? Or was it an ad on Google? You're searching something and you had an intent to buy it. And it doesn't even have to be in your industry. Look at everyone's funnel. What's working in that industry might not have been done in that industry and you could use it. So that's what I mean when you just go and have a look and, and model what success, model what they're doing you know, why did they tell that story there? Why are they using social proof there? Oh, frequently asked questions and they put that there. That's what I'm saying to do. Don't just go and blatantly copy, okay? But what I will say when it comes to landing page design is as a rule of thumb, you can do this. Now, it this is sort of the overall strategy, but it does get obviously more detailed. But the top of the landing page should be for the emotional buyers or opt-iners, the middle of the landing page should be for the logical people. And then the bottom of the landing page should be urgency and scarcity for those people that have FOMO, the fear of missing out. Now, there's probably only a couple of questions left, really, is which funnel builder should I use? And then secondly, should I even do this thing myself? Now, first question, 
which funnel builder to use, this has become a hotly debated topic lately. And I think I know why. It's because of the way that these products are marketed. Because in the words of Blair Warren, people will do anything for those who encourage their dreams, justify their failures, allay their fears, confirm their suspicions, and throw rocks at their enemies. Now, these funnel companies are doing all those things. So, it's becoming like a really strong following. I'm not going to use the word cultish because I don't think it's that. I think their products are just marketed really well. But what I will say, there's heaps of different funnel builders. There's Optimized Funnels, there's Kartra, there's Thrive Themes, Lead Pages, Auto Funnels, Thrive Cut, Sam Cut, Cash. It just goes on and on and on. Now, the best one or the category king, in my opinion, is ClickFunnels. Now, it's easy to use. It's marketed very well. There's heaps of education out on the product. The, uh, the new kit on the block is Groove Funnels. Now, that's really well marketed, I think, at the start. But I think it still has some problems. It's very buggy. It's going to do a lot of different things, apparently. But it's nowhere near ClickFunnels yet and ease of use and support and all that sort of stuff. So I use ClickFunnels and I'm not learning another funnel builder if I don't have to. So the next question is, should I build a sales funnel myself? And I would say the answer to that is it depends. If you're a busy business owner that's running operations day to day, I would say don't even bother. Because what I will say about the funnel building programs and the way they market them is that it's easy and it'll take you 10 minutes. It doesn't take 10 minutes. It takes ages and it requires a lot of different skills. It's not a matter of just pulling up their templates that they have, putting in your pictures, writing some uncompelling copy or some words on a landing page and thinking all these leads and customers are going to flow in. It's just not going to work. Building a sales funnel is like building a house. It's going to require different trades. It's going to require plumbers and electricians. And it's the same thing with building funnels. It's going to require copywriters and graphic designers. It's not just a one skill thing. So it's a absolute myth to think that you can do all the things that go into building a funnel. Now, like everything, there is exceptions to the rule. I'm talking about the type of funnel that has autoform bumps, a series of upsells, requires that a sales letter to be written. That type of funnel is going to take you a long time and you're going to need various people to help you. That's not a one skill thing. But look, if you're doing a little opt-in funnel, two-page funnel that has one page and giving away a free report, yeah, sure, you're going to still need graphic designers for a visual representation of the image of the thing that you're giving them. But maybe you might be able to write some copy and, and have a bit of a look at what other people have written to give away their free report. Yeah, that might work. But apart from that, if you don't have at least one skill that goes into building a funnel, like you're a copywriter or a graphic designer or something like that, I would not even bother. I would just get someone else to build it for you. I remember when I built my first funnel, it was a two-page opt-in funnel. And it had on the first page, it was giving away a 50% discount gift card type thing. And then on the second page, it had a link that they could go to Amazon and, and buy a product. And I remember thinking, 
oh, this is going to be amazing. I'm going to have all these leads just raining down on me from the heavens. I'm going to have all these people buying my product. And guess what? It didn't work. I wasn't a copywriter. I wasn't a graphic designer. I didn't really know how to use the funnel building software. It just didn't work. And I mean, now's a little bit different for me because now I've learned to write copy. I can use the funnel building software quite well, but I still won't even touch graphic design. Anything graphic design, don't even bother. Get someone else to do it. So I still outsource things. Even some of the headlines I get written. I won't do everything myself. But what I'm trying to say is it takes years to learn how to do these things. It's not just a simple plug it in and play type thing. It's taken me years to learn how to copyright. And graphic design, I won't even touch it. So I mean, just remember, it's going to require that you outsource different things. And if you haven't got any skills in copy or graphic design or writing headlines, anything like that, I wouldn't even bother. If you're a busy business owner, just get someone else to do it. But if you're like me, who can do one skill and then use the funnel building software and can outsource things, yeah, you could probably do it yourself. So anyway, guys, look, I'm going to leave it there. If you're a crazy person like me and love building sales funnels, writing copy, don't forget to join this marketing thing. It's a group on Facebook that I've put together. Don't forget to subscribe and I'll see you guys next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe. If you want to get a hold of me, I'd love to hear from you at thismarketingthing.com. Until next time, see you later.